You know, I always say that I don't believe shit unless I see it. What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. I'm Nate. Joining me, as always, is my brother, Zach. What, 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 what up? Coming in with the wubs. <laughs> if you've joined us before, we are full spoiler, and you know that. If you are new, you know that now, because I just said it. Yep. And so we talk about the entire series as a whole in its entirety, as if you have consumed it all so be prepared for that be or prepared. or you can you know go and consume that content and come back when you're ready yeah. we'll still be here so last episode we read sansa four sansa sansa four which technically that's the release order we recorded an episode after sansa and True. released that episode before sansa and i still think that that's relevant and we should comment that oh absolutely black lives matter still yes indeed and the always protests will. are still going on and our thoughts are still out there with everybody protesting for basic human rights for pocs and of course black lives matter and i still support that and so donate and do whatever you can to contribute and everybody just Stay safe, stay stay healthy, and there's still quarantine, so take care of yourself. But we covered all the serious stuff in yeah. our last episode, so now hopefully not to distract because that's the last thing we want to do from the events that are happening. But, but to be, you know, something some stress else. And let people unwind from these stressful situations we will be reading. And yeah, last we had read Sansa, she, uh, Sansa became a woman. Sansa she flowered for yeah. the first time and freaked the fuck out because she knew what that meant. That meant she was able to become betrothed Joffrey and bear his children and suffer through that hell. So she immediately tried to hide it, cover it up by burning all the stuff, washing the blood off her, but it was futile. Yeah, it didn't matter. And so she did get summoned to Cersei. Yes. And Cersei laid it out. She was fucking brutal. You'll never love the king, but you will love his children. And that's basically how it was with Robert and I. And then Sansa went on and I just completely lost my train of thought. She went on uh, up to the roof to sort of just take a moment and was watching sort of the ash and the burning... Well, Kingswood. didn't that all technically happen before she flowered? Oh, was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that all happened, and then she went that night, because she got scared by the hound, went to her room and fell asleep. Oh, yeah. And then led right. to the Cersei stuff, but it's still she worth had mentioning. with the hound. Yeah. And uh, really added some depth to that relationship where you and I talked about it pretty extensively. We think she's got him pegged better than most people do. And Absolutely. that's Sansa's strength. Even if she, she doesn't know it, necessarily. No, she, knows, she sees people. She yeah. sees people very clearly, and even though she has these idealisms of what the world should be she still manages to see people for what they are and it's especially a man like sandor Clegane that's super interesting but this episode we're joining john again yeah and so last we left john which was just a chapter yeah before, before sansa. sansa's uh he had captured egret after yes. they had uh, killed a couple of the wildlings that were up uh in the scrolling pass yeah he let her go though at the end essentially it was a pretty short chapter right um we did get a great tale from her about bale the bard yes a famous lots, song of the wild lots things. of ties to mance raider there mm-hmm. um we got the quick dispatching of two wildlings and sort of the efficiency of this badass little band that mm-hmm. corn has put together and we'll get yeah, more of that now uh, and that's ex- yeah exactly that john had uh returned we're assuming back to camp after 
letting Egret go, and that is where we've been from John 7, where it is now dark in the Skirling Pass. Even though the sun is up, the mountains hit it because they're so big, so they rode in shadow. And at this point, they are well above the tree line, so they are descending high, high up into the mountains. And the trail was as steep as it was narrow, so that they had to go single file. And when they did so, it was Squire Dalbridge who led them, as he is said to have the keenest eyes in all the watch. Yo, Squire Dalbridge is a badass, and it'll be cool because we get to see how each of them are a badass he, in this chapter. Hey, but man, this end, the end of this chapter. Yeah, it's rough. It's hard. And so they continued forward and at a wind-carved arch that marked the highest point of the pass. Uh, this is where it broadened out as it descended down to the valley of the milk water. And Corrin decides it's here that they will rest until the shadows begin to grow again. And he says, and I, li- I just like the quote, that shadows are friends to men in black. Yeah, it it really made me think of Melisandre mm-hmm. and darkness and shadows being, you know, friends of the light. And he's saying almost the I don't want to say the opposite, but darkness is is a friend of shadows. Yeah, Corrin... Corrin knows some shit, man. Yeah, and so, where did I go here? I, I thought it was interesting that John just kind of wishes that he could be riding in the sun. You know, he yeah. does want that warmth and to see the, the valley stretch well, out below him. Grit, he said, you know, I'm not afraid to die now that the sun is up. Yeah, and that's where I was going to take it. You know, he's he's thinking of it that way. I really feel like there's that still subconscious level of things where he's he's not thinking about it, but then all of a sudden he... It's, it's the fear of the dark. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's what it really is. Yeah. is he's just, oh, this kind of sucks. Yeah. So when the sun is up, no bad things can get you. And So Stone Snake falls asleep immediately. Oh, yeah, and John fed Ghost shared some salted beef there while Dalbridge and Evan fed the horses. Yeah, Corrin saw, uh, sat with his back against a rock, honing his long sword. And so John summoned up some courage and approached him and says... Yeah, basically, you never asked me what happened with the wildling girl with Egret. And <laughs> he, uh, he, he, John, continues just saying that Mance... She she said that Mance would take me if I joined her. Yeah. Like, I could leave right now. And, if I ran with her. And Corrin was like, yeah, Mance would. Absolutely. Yeah, and he also, John continues, she told me a story, and he's like, I know well the story of the tale of Bale the Bard, and... Mance, Mance used to sing it often after he would return often. from his rangings. Right. He had a passion for wildling music and their women, it would seem. And so John asks, Did you know him well, my lord? And Corrin says, Well, first, I ain't no lord, so cut with that shit. And second, we all knew him. His voice was sad. And John realizes they were friends. They were friends as well as Yeah, brothers. yeah. And he says, uh... Uh, John asks him if uh, why he deserted, and yeah, he gives him all the reasons. He's I think it's I like the way he lays it out. You know, some people say that he just liked women and the wild wing women. They were they were the best there was, but yeah. others say that he just could never learn to bend the knee. He couldn't kneel, and so he went where he was not required to. Mm. He loved the wild better than the wall. It was in his blood. He was wildling born. Taken when some raiders were put to the sword. When he left the shower, shadow tower, he was only going home again. And John asks, was he a good ranger? And he was the best and worst of them all. Uh, he, he, he says that the wildlings are all 
the same as us. They're yeah. no different. And, like, in some decent detail, you know? I mean, he straight up says only fools like Thor and Smallwood right. despise the wildlings. Because they're just like us, John. They're just as clever, just as... Intelligent. intelligent. And we, they just don't have any discipline. Right. Is all that he says. Each thinks himself a king and wiser than a maester. And Mance was no different. He had never learned how to obey. And that's when John is like, no, no more than me. Yeah, basically, <laughs> he's, you know... Yeah, I let you go. Corrin gets the, the Dumbledore effect where John notes that his eyes seem to go right through him. And Corrin doesn't sound at all surprised. And he says, tell me why you spared her. And John lays it out that it's basically about Ned. That Ned never used a headsman. And he always said that he owed it to the men that he was putting to death yeah. to look them in the eyes and hear their final words. And when he looked into Egret's eyes... He didn't see any evil. Though. Yeah, she wasn't a bad person. She wasn't out to get She's them. She's trying to survive. Yeah. As they are. And so... Corrin... And, and, well, there's wisdom in that. And I think Corrin immediately is like, bam. Well, yeah. Go. And he agrees. He's like, if I wanted her dead, I would have said to Eben to do it, or I would have done it myself. And he, John's like, well, why did you command it of me then? And Corrin I did was like, not command it. I, I told you what needed to be done. Do what needed to be done. And left you to decide. And uh, he says, when I want a mountain scaled, I call on snow, Stone Snake. Should I need to put an arrow through the eye of, the, of some foe across a windy battlefield, I summon Squire Dalbridge. Eben can make any man give up his secrets. To lead men, you must know them, Jon Snow. I know more of you now than I did this morning. Now, I love the whole quote. Yeah. I particularly underline this, a certain part of it, that... It makes me think of, clearly Corrin is a, a leader in his own right as well. And so he, we've mentioned, had seen the same stuff that Jor had seen in him. Yeah. I think the most important line there was, to lead men, you must know them. Yeah, John yeah, Snow. yeah, yeah. He's teaching Jon Snow everything he thought. I think it really comes down to, he saw that Jon has the ability to be the leader. On top of all the, you know, Stark hoodoo voodoo bullshit yeah. that they pull. But was like... This kid needs to, he needs to range, Jor. Like, he needs to experience the North. The true North. And so he figures, while well, he's got him up there ranging, let's teach him a few lessons. Oh, yeah. I think Corrin like, is definitely conditioning him. He's, and this one John specifically is, is where I caught it. Like, it's just so glaring there with yeah. this, like, you need to know who, he, and I, that's something I think John's going to carry with him for a very well, long that, time I mean, and through the entire wildling camp. So the right. whole point of his, you need to know the men you're leading. Yeah, it absolutely is a theme of John's character arc of knowing the men you're leading and that relationship between them. So Corrin absolutely is setting John up for that. But he also says that they should sleep. They're going to need their strength. So John finds a place and just calls Ghosty over to him. He's, I like it. It's so... Fuck. Like, because you talk about it with Barrick all the time. And, like, while I don't have a dog myself to cuddle up with, he says that, you know, he just sleeps better with ghosts. Yeah. Like, he, he snuggles with him and he buries his face in his fur and the smell. But Ghost acts very much so like Barrick and just looks at him and basically tells him to fuck off and then bounces. And John's like, oh, he probably wants to hunt. Uh, and then yeah. he, he thinks, like, shit, I hope the shadow cats don't, don't get him because yeah. they're around. Um, Funny that he mentions shadow cats not getting him. Is it that he wants to hunt that ghost is going off? Fuck no. You don't think there's, I think that he's more aware that there's been a an eagle following them. Yeah. And so I feel like it's more him kind of just checking things out, seeing what's going on, doing his ghost shit. And I, I don't know. I feel like he may 
have at least the ability to see that it's not just an eagle that's following them. You know, like he can, he's aware that that that's another skin changer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, like I that, definitely but. think Ghost is feeling some shit. But as John drifts off to Dreamy Land, we are going to convene our small council and just let you guys know where you can reach us and get in contact with us and all that fun stuff. Yeah, it should be a pretty short one. So we will catch you on the other side. What up and welcome to the small council. Thank you for joining us here where we will send you our socials so you can send us your ravens. You didn't have a fucking choice. Whoa. Sorry. Anyway, yeah, uh, write us in stuff because we love to hear from you guys. We like to talk to you guys, correspond with you guys, write you emails back. That's pretty cool. That's definitely cool. We definitely respond. We do read all the comments and the questions and things that are sent to us. We try to. We try to find them all. Well, we try to write, uh, respond to them all as well. But, you know, we also, we're busy guys, man. So if we don't respond, we're sorry. We mean to. There's just so much. Indeed. (sighs) Anyway. And so, uh, yeah, uh, I think out of Respect for all that's going on this week. We are not going to be giving our Patreon, and we'll just ask that you donate. Yeah, you, uh, you would like to contribute to our Patreon, then instead you find a charity, something to do organization, with the civil rights movement that we are currently engaged in here in America, and donate to that. Uh, it obviously we appreciate the thought, and we appreciate all our patrons. But uh, there's so many more better things right now you know and we're not saying you know don't you know right absolutely we appreciate we're just not you know if you're that determined you search it out you look for it yeah and uh yeah with that said though there are plenty of other ways you can reach us by sending us emails which again we will respond to we are on gmail without manners brotherhood at gmail.com we also have our facebook facebook.com slash brotherhood podcast we're not as active there as we're supposed to be but uh well that wasn't actually meant to be thrown at zach but it was so fuck it we're rolling julian isn't that supposed to be zach's job thank you thank you Thank you. Speaking of France, we charted in France's podcast charts this week, which is the first time that's happened. So thank you, Julian, for spreading the word. Julian, carrying on your shoulders. You're killing it, man. You're killing it. So I am also active on Twitter. At Manners Without, you can find Nate. You can find Zach over there at Carstark92. Right. And as we mentioned... Just about any social uh, social podcast platform you can find us on. Right. Uh, Acast, Nauticast, Breakers. I think, no, Spreaker, that one's, a, that's like a premium one. They're a little fucking, mm, mm. Mm. Um, I, There's a lot that I just have trouble remembering all. Right. Bullhorn, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We see you Spotifyers. You guys are killing it out there. We love it. Thank you so much. Leave us reviews. We appreciate it so much, so, so much. Definitely leave us reviews, rate all of our shows on every one of those things that I listed and more. And we also have Stitcher Premium, a code Brotherhood you can use to get a month's free trial. So I think that covers everything. Yeah, I'm angsty, itching to get back into John. Yeah, we're into the good stuff, so we'll let you get back to it. Flippant, dreamy, sleepy by time. He dreamed of genie. Uh, sorry, direwolves. Direwolves, dire not genie. No, no genie. Five of them, where there should have been six, scattered apart from each other. 
He feels an ache of emptiness, a sense of incompleteness. So now we'll just fucking skirt here because we got a lot to unpack here. Is this John or is this Ghost? I. Or is he more advanced than Bran and they become a hybrid fucking See, unit? I think that there's something bold. there where John is present. He's aware of these oh, thoughts. Absolutely. Ghost is present. He's directing right. these thoughts right. currently, I think. And so I, I think I that agree. he's, yeah, think he's referring. And I think this gives us a lot of information about the pups. Because I think this is showing that they do have some kind of connection to sense each other, regardless of distance. Right. And the other thing is uh, he does next go on to say his brothers were out there somewhere and his sister, singular, what? but he had lost their sense, so that's indicating Lady has died, right? and Ghost knows it. And somehow. he did also mention that one was missing, and one is missing, and yeah. so there was that emptiness of... Uh, and so, yeah, I definitely think so that this is Ghost referring to the actual cops. it can very much so Absolutely. apply to John. And, what's, being missing. and that's what I wonder is if any time come, you know, wins... If any of them are gonna realize that kind of connection, right. and being able to feel each other, you know, the, the brand and summer to John and, and right, yeah. ghost yeah. type deal, but fucking their own little group chat. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> but he uh, lifts up his head to the full moon and lets out a a cry. Uh, he, and he listens for an answer, hoping to hear anything, but hears only wind. Yeah. Again. The God speaking. Is it the God speaking here? So he says the forest was large and they were so small, so lost. I think here he's talking about him and John. Yeah. That Those two right there. Them two in the woods, in the forest, they're small. I don't think he's referring to the pups anymore. So you here. think this is ghosts interior? Yeah. Discussion? Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. And then from behind him, he hears John, Sharp. Yet a whisper. Can a shout be silent? The call came from behind him, and he turned his head, searching for his brother, and saw nothing but a gray glimpse. And now here's the turn. This is where the turn is. That's John. John is searching right. for his brother. And I think that, again, Martin's just very coy with the way that oh you think fucking, that's john i think I that's ghost i think that's more. john saying he i mean it's ghost turning it is ghost yeah. body but it's him turning and john turning saying i'm looking for my brother right and so he's looking for his brother there. there's nothing there only a werewood seeming to sprout from solid rock a sapling growing as he watched yeah smaller than most he's ever encountered now i also before we get too far, can I just say how fucking creepy it was when the, he was howling at the moon and all of a sudden there's just that silent shout of... Yeah, right Jah. after he's talking about the great big forest. Yeah, lost dark. Yeah. Creepy, creepy yeah, shit. Yeah, it's some crazy shit. He circles until he comes around to the face and sees red fierce eyes that look at him, yet they are glad to see him. The werewood had his brother's face. Had his brother always had three eyes? Now, I'm going to re read my notes here quick, because we've had some discussions. My notes say that, yeah, he circles and finds that it has Bran's face with a third eye. Uh, and ha had he always had a third eye. Right. Not always came the silent shout. Not before the crow. Hmm. Turn my page here. I might have more. Turn the page. No. So I have here that he sniffs at the bark, mm -hmm. smells the rich earthy scents. Yep. He smells wolf and tree and boy and other scents, warm earth and hard stone and something else, something terrible, death. He was smelling death, and he cringed back, baring his fangs. So at this point, 
in parentheses. I just put, um, the fuck? The fuck, yeah. So, based on your theory that you're going to be dropping here, I've come up with things, because that was my thought before, was is Bran so tied to the Great Other that that's just surrounding his right. his stuff, or what is this? Right. What does that mean? So, it goes on, and the voice speaks again. Don't be afraid. I like it in the dark. No one can see you, but you can see them. But first, you have to open your eyes. See? Like this. The tree reached down and touched him. Okay, so. Now he wakes up there. Yeah, like that's, now that's, we, well, he wakes well, up elsewhere. Yeah, elsewhere. We have a transition. But first, <laughs> some discussion. Because uh, Archmaster Jude. What up, Archmaster Jude? What's up? Thank you for I writing in. a great in. email uh-huh. about uh, this dream and, and Bran's growth. And it is pretty well accepted throughout yeah. the community that this is Bran, and I'm ready to hit you with some craziness, some tinfoil, so get your fucking hats ready. I don't know how tinfoil this is, because I I don't it. think that this is Bran in the tree. I think it is Rickon in the tree. Mm. And mm. here is my reasoning why. Uh, I believe Rickon is developing green sight at the exact same rate as Bran, and may have been visited by a crow, because sure. um, what is it that makes Bran so important that Rickon doesn't share with him? They have the same blood, mm-hmm. this stark blood running through their veins and, and all that fun stuff. So we know Rickon foresaw Ned's death before it happened and was therefore in the crypts. We know Rickon likes it down in the crypts where it's dark. dark. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bran hasn't particularly shown an interest or in any kind of a delight of being in the dark. And um, also the... First, you have to open your eyes. See like this. Just seems too childish to me. Yeah, to it's be very. Bran is very trying to be a lord. Mm-hmm. He's very. He would explain it. No, no, he like this. But Rickon is more innocent. He fucking booped a, him on the head. Yeah, let man. me just show you and give you a quick boop because that's going to be easier than my little. Right. And then the stinking like death and all that yeah. reminds me. It makes me think of Shaggy. And okay. And as well as. The great other. And... So my thoughts on that were, depending on the timeline, because it could work a couple different locations and times at this point. Right. Maybe he's smelling where Rickon is. Right. And if he's been in the crypts when he's hiding in the dark. Right, right. And so maybe he's doing some green sight through the gods. Right, maybe Rickon just... is talking to him right now yeah. through it. Right, while he's down yeah, there with Osha, right. uh, all that. Or maybe it's that time when he was hiding down there himself after the dream, and, you know. Well, well like, the tree is growing on stone. Right. He's smelling scents like warm earth and hard stone. Right. So, yeah, it, it could be very much so that Rickon is warging some shit through the trees right mm-hmm. now and it's mm-hmm. just like hey what up john here's the, yeah you should open your eye dude you That'll should check it it's things. sweet you yeah, should check it really out you cool. can see in the dark you can do a ton of shit you can like move through ghosts and shit you ever flown dude have you ever flown yeah so i i believe this is rickon uh pretty much down to my core did I, you mention the fierce thing as well his oh, eyes did, uh, which i think eyes, is very yeah, important because rickon, rickon is, is very fierce, fierce. yeah mm-hmm. brand's eyes are more solemn and uh, almost Ned like. Yeah, absolutely. Wisdom. And so I think that would reflect. I don't think. Brandon he has that would. wild look in his eye. He's and always had that wild look. I just feel like it's very Martin to here's the easy answer. And the, the easy answer seems to be Brand. Mm-hmm. That seems to be the direction Brand's heading in. But 
we've been given signs that Rickon's doing the exact same thing. And this ain't the TV show. And obviously, it's not the TV show. So Lord Rickon. of Skagos, Rickon. So, and that's, are we going to get to Skagos? And it's just a land of fucking werewolds. Yeah, dude. Rickon's just on a werewolf He's throne, just the, being like, the new fucking bitch. three-eyed raven just and chilling. So, yeah, that's, that's my big theory. Archmaester June, obviously, we'll touch on your email at the end of the episode here. But uh, hopefully, there's some points in there that pique your interest. But anyway, he suddenly, as... The tree reaches out and touches him. He's suddenly back in the mountains. Reach out and touch me. Standing with his paws, so he's still in Ghost's body, uh, sunk into some snow, standing on a precipice back in the Skirling Pass. And before him, a wash in colors is the valley of, uh, a wash in the colors of an autumn afternoon. So, the, the autumn afternoon tripped me up, like... I, I know it is autumn currently. It's heading into winter, technically. But, mm, is this the same? Is this now? Is, oh, I thought it was now. Is, I know. I, 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 but is it, it like, it, a, is this something that's happened before? That's or like, like, I don't know. The way the he's golden ex, age? Like, explaining it awash in the autumn glow just made me feel like it's a different day. Like, John is sleeping right now. Right, right. Like, and I know they went to well, sleep while for the darkness. sun was up. But, like. The mountains hide the sun. I just, I don't, I don't understand how what he's looking at is where they're about to be, and it's a wash in autumn colors. I like, it just, I don't know. There's well, I guess it depends it. on what side the sun's. And so I just, again, with the dreams, I'm just wondering if it's, it's this now. Is this maybe this was a different army, and and yeah, the information pertains to what they're doing. It now. happens to line it up, happens but to line once up, again, but it's a Martin. Like, what if John is seeing some of the first men, these right, first yeah, men yeah. or something, and not not, not the, the wildlings wild that they think yeah. they're seeing? And so, again, speculation, of course, but he also sees a large waterfall that cascades down into a large great lake, and there are men in the valleys, a great, great host of them, thousands, but their camp had no plan to it, he sees, and realizes that this is a whole people come together. Yeah. And he also sees, uh, although he describes it stupidly, uh, a mammoth and a giant. Yeah, it's a mound. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's a big guy on a big old trunk. And thing. then speaking of all of a sudden, he hears some fucking wings fluttering. <sighs> yeah, looks up. Looks up and, yep, cut to black. Because you, you my fucking ass just got attacked by a hawk. Now, see, and that's what made me think it was current. Was right. that he was standing right. there physically looking like he, the 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 dream was the werewood. Right. And then when he touched him, he came out of reality standing on that precipice and was like, now you need to see, and you're warging fully. Right. And so it's actually you seeing through his eyes, and that's where yeah, no, I no, saw it. But, I mean, yeah, again, I, I it could be I mean, Who knows? Say, I mean, yeah. wargs are pretty prevalent in the north, so who's to say that one in the past exactly. couldn't be like, hey, what the fuck is that wolf doing up there? That wolf doing up there. That wolf ain't from this time. <laughs> but... Yeah, so John uh, awakes as the wings come down, shutting out the sun on Ghost, and he cries out for Ghost, still feeling the talons and the burning pain, which I is think, similar to what yeah, uh, Bran was doing yeah, as he well. Yeah, just got the, the tap in the forehead. He just woke up, yeah. motherfucker. John is awoke. Yeah, because that's we saw the same kind of stuff with Bran when, when Go, uh, Summer had fallen out of the tree yeah. and things like that. Yeah, so. and so Evan immediately is like, like, dude, shut the fuck up. People are going to hear you. And John's like, yeah, my 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 bad. My bad. The dream was so vivid. And Corrin's immediately like, yo, that 
what did you just say about that river and that lake? That yeah, because that's even uh, Dol, uh, not Dolbridge, Stone Snake. He's like, yo, the that sounds like the milk water, which is real close to here. Like, so John tells them of the wildlings and the mammoths and the giants. But Corin tells him to tell, and he's feeling awkward at first. He's like, uh, I mean, eh. well, John, no, because John spews about the oh, wildlings, right, right, right. and then Corin's like, yeah, tell me everything that you can remember. And John's like, well, it was only a dream, but Corin says it was a wolf dream. You may have seen what waits for us further on. And so John's like, all right. And he feels foolish talking of such dreams, but no one's fucking laughing. Nobody. And again, um, Archmaester June, I believe, pointed this out, that no one's laughing. Yeah, it's and not a they they're they're taking this deadly yeah, fucking serious. It's it's this band is so fucking intelligent and willing to accept. They see that Corin is interested for some reason, even if they don't understand. Like Dalbridge, he makes a, a little he joke makes a there. Little, yeah, my dreams are all about women. And then even I at the end, that. yeah, he wishes I could. And, mm-hmm. and but it's a joke as in like, fuck, man, I wish my dream was right, real it's too. Not like it's you're not like a pussy, John. It's or you're an idiot, nightmares. dumbass, yeah. like pretending that. And Corin takes it. Corin taking it seriously. Yeah. We've been told anything Corin does is fucking amazing. So him believing it lends credence to it as well. So to that, Corin just says that cold winds are rising. Mormont had feared as much. Benjamin Stark felt it as wet as well. Dead men walk in the trees, have eyes again. Why should we balk at wargs and giants? Corin is a realist. Yeah, like, dude. Yeah. I know. I believe what I see, and you can't be denying. That there's some serious shit happening right now. The North like, is fucking popping Yeah, off, there's dude. magic like, flying through the air. And so Evan is like, yo, I'd like to see a giant. That'd be kind of sweet. Dude, I, like, again, with these guys, like, you know, I always say that I don't believe shit unless I see it. I'd re- and so I thought and at Corey's first... like, yeah, you might enjoy it less than you think. Yeah, you well, at first I thought he was like, man, I don't believe things. In the, so, no, there's no uh-huh. such thing as... And he was like, that'd be kind of cool. Let's go check this shit out. Yeah, so Ghost still hadn't returned by the time they set off, and John is just fucking tripping out over his dream and over his wolf. And Twilight fell, and there's still no sign. And yet, John doesn't dare I'll call out for him in case there's other Right, you don't want to have controls. anybody else alerted, just like when he was waking up from his dream screaming. And it's this time that Squire Dalbridge points out an eagle that is perched far above them. Far above them. Evan immediately wants to loose an arrow, but it's too far, and he's like, he, I like his reasoning. He's like, I just don't like the way he's looking at me. I don't like the way he's fucking looking. No, I fuck feel, that I guy. I feel you, Evan. That's me. <laughs> but Corin's like, no, it's too far. We'll push on. And John is about to follow, but he sees something. He sees something. Sees, and so it's it's funny that now it seems more like that's a trap that the bird is. Mm. Like, like, yeah, I almost killed your fucking wolf boy. Yeah. It's right there. Get him. Yeah, he finds Ghost injured, but okay. And Squire, uh, geez, Squire Dalbert, um, Corin, 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 Corin immediately <laughs> walks over in just yeah. a ton of concern. Yeah, he, well, he helps John start patching. Is he okay? I like, love it. I love it. He helps him up, and yeah, immediately he's like, yo, get us some rags. Everybody shit, like, pitches into, water, we need to yeah. get, Ghost is part of the squad, oh, man. Yeah, like, yeah, no. They're like, no, we need, this motherfucker needs to be in tip-top shape right now. And it's Corin himself who washed the blood and the wound. John had to, he growled and bared his teeth, but John, John held him down. And the, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fucking Barrick. But uh, and Corrin washed the blood and the wound, and then yeah, they ripped some 
strips of John's cloak to make a bandage, and it's full dark by the time they're done. And this is when Corrin says, we're going back. Looks, we're done. So and can I point out real quick, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I know, of course, he's the worst person's name to use as an example here, but somebody like Alistair Thorne, he would have fucking killed Ghost. Oh, yeah. He would have put a sword through his fucking head. Yeah, like, no, it's not done. a waste of time. Yeah. Like, Corrin patched this motherfucker up himself. He so, was like... Also, do you think that... Because Corrin just made the decision that they're they're turning back. Do you think that decision is influenced by the fact that they found Ghost here? And he would be aware... Definitely. ...that this is the position Ghost was looking yes. down on them from. I think that's exactly close. what like, it is. right down over there. The fact that there was the eagle, yeah. and like he was like, you, no, he John was attacked. John is a warg. That obviously is a patrol of some sort, yeah, yeah, which Corrin, yeah. I think, is known. Oh, skin changers, six skins, shit like that. Yeah. Which, do you think that's why he brought John in the wolf? Do you think he had a knowledge and was like, yo. Yeah, because I don't think it was, I don't think it was just the, oh, well, you're a Stark and there's magic in the Stark. I mean, sure, that could be part of it. But I think he has specifics. Right. I don't think it's just that that broad of a statement. Exactly. So maybe, yeah. Maybe he's aware of something like that. And so he says, we are seen now. And so now we run. And the others mount and turn toward home, and they ride all night. Corrin allowed no firelight, and they begin to, they reach the stone bridge. Yeah, yeah. Descend down the summit, and it was an hour before dawn that they rested not far from where the wildlings were. That they, where they when they captured a grit, yeah, yeah. And Corrin, I wrote the quote, just says, from here, one man could hold a hundred. The right man. And he looked at Squire Dalbridge. <sighs> Squire Dalbridge bowed his head and just says, "Leave me as many arrows as you can spare, brothers." And John is immediately like, "Yo." He didn't. Re- yeah, like it. Cl- oh he's shit! To die. He's holy shit. And the last John saw of Squire Dalbridge was his back. So he did say one more thing yeah, yeah. as well. Make sure my horse gets some apples when you get back. He's been a good beastie. Definitely deserved it. Dude, you're breaking my heart, Dalbridge. Fucking yeah, Dalbridge stop is it. fucking pro, dude. Shit. And yeah, the last John saw of Squire Dalbridge was his back climbing the path back up to the heights. And dawn broke, and John saw something in the blue sky. Evan cursed, but Corin tells them to listen. And John hears it. The sound of a hunting horn. The call echoing behind them through the mountain pass. And then Corrin just says, and now they come. Man. This it's is a very uh, Minds of Moria Yeah, situation. absolutely, actually. I didn't even... They are yeah. coming. Um, so, it's a very short chapter. Mm-hmm. But fuck, it's a good chapter. I mean, it's just packed with uh, the Three-Eyed Raven, mm-hmm. Old Powers, Growth. Yeah, Warging. John. It's the first time we're... I mean, not the first time we're seeing it, but like... It's being addressed. But I mean, it's blatantly laid out. And, yeah, I mean, he's and, specifically yeah, he's is called being skin called changer, out by. Yeah. yeah, it's it's it's. I like. It's uh, funny that Bran's already gone through this. Right, and John is. I like how John's more accepting. He's a little older. Right. I mean, and maybe not necessarily more accepting yet, but he's not just blowing away the idea. He's like, these guys seem to think there's something to this. Yeah, I respect these guys. Okay. Um, he had thought a lot about when he heard skin changers when they called him that, similar to Bran old man. of old man yeah. stories and how they're terrifying creatures, vicious, monsters. and like he's like, I'm I'm not one of those. Like I don't want to eat people. 
Yeah, it's it's so good. It was such a good chapter. And then you ask Squire Dalbridge, R.I.P. Yeah, gonna dude. Hold the pass. Yeah, dude. He's gonna hold the pass. So you got into Lefty? I'm gonna give it to Squire Dalbridge. I can't like I. I was I, I wanted to give it to so many other people, yeah. but like, dude, like he thinks of his horse, man, like, and that's just fucking sick. He's he's a good guy, for the most, from what I know. I mean, what do you want from me? Yeah, Squire Dalbridge, come yeah. on down. Uh, I'm gonna give mine to Rickon because I am that certain. I was going to give it to sure Rickon. Of my uh, my little theory there that I really do in my heart of hearts believe that that was him and that Bran is a red herring for that. Yeah. Even uh, and I didn't mention it, but I even looked into dance, dance and Melisandre's chapters where she's actually looking into the flames and sees the great other and the wolf boy beside him who throws back his head and howls and there is no descriptor that confirms that as Bran. And so and what very, if it is Rickon again, wolf Savagery, boy, a wolf boy. The great other, exactly, mm-hmm. a wolf boy, uh, shaggy hair, yeah, Rickon, and with Skagosians. So and... I'm just as on board with your theory as you are. Like I'm, it. I almost made Rickon my inductee, I but I it. figured it's your theory, so <laughs> you should be allowed to do that. Well, so. those are our inductees and our thoughts and feelings. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and pull up this one from our wonderfully favorite French fry in France, obviously, Julian. And as soon as I get the email open, I will let you know what he has to say. Boy. He says, hey guys, another John chapter. That's great. I so want to know what happens next. That's a good feeling. Corn is mighty impressive. His instincts and experience force respect. And that's why I'm inducting him into the Brotherhood. The unexpected turning back move rattled me. Almost as much as the fact that he totally gave credit to the wolf dream of John. Julian, Julian, did it rattle your shirt? Fuck you, Zach. <laughs> Fuck you, Zach. Have a good day. Valar Dreamaris. Valar Dreamaris. Which reminds me, Julian? Julian? Julian. Your Valar Doharises and Dreamarises, they're catching on, man. Mm. They're catching on. I do believe June, Dr. Uh, Archmeister June, I used it on Facebook. Oh, on Facebook. Yeah. And so I thought that was pretty cool. That's pretty neat. Anyway, thank you, Julian. <laughs> Thanks, Julian. Archmaester June wrote us as well and said, what a thrill this John chapter is. She says, cinematic is how I would describe it in a word. You see the North in HD widescreen panoramic detail. John's working dream sequence is utterly mind-boggling in its scope, so effectively opening John's eyes to the magic of the North, the Werewood Network, Green Sight, and Brand's Destiny. Uh, so... The, Archmaester June, with all due respect, this is where we would disagree here. Uh, I love the imagery of Bran as a werewood sapling growing and developing in his green sight powers before John's very eyes. Um, again, <laughs> I, I I love the idea that we see Bran developing, we don't see Rickon developing. Right, and, right. And it's so we get the almost the good the good son. Sure. The yeah, yeah, yeah. The one who is going to use it right, and then we get the one savage who's going to help the great other but again this is june's email i don't want to talk all over it but she goes on uh talking about uh, the or mystery of the origin of mance raider and how there are many hints of a secret identity Rhaegar. Yo, did we even bring that we up we didn't at all? talk about what that the fuck? um that is one of my favorites yeah. uh as far as tin foily go because i don't actually believe that to be true but oh my god if mance raider revealed himself to be Rhaegar target yeah it'd be pretty cool rick um because i'm one of those Rhaegar people and 
she says her inductee would be Bran because he's rocking the Werewood net. That voice from the Werewood sapling made by Spine Tingle the first time I read it, and it still does every time I read that passage. My I, Spine Tingled I, right now, just hearing about her Spine Tingling from reading that line. All the so. best, June. Thank you, June. All Thank the best you so you much. Well. It was um, a wonderful email. You know, the the whispered name of John. I actually thought he was coming out. I thought it was Corin being like, John, John, we gotta go. And then to realize it was still in the dream, it was like, yeah, yeah, it was creepy. I like that. I love that you you inducted Bran and I inducted Rick on two sides of. And I inducted Squire Dalbridge as well. And Cornu, we got some inductees, but two halves of that one theory there. And so those were our thoughts, feelings, opinions, as well as Archmaester June and Julians, who we love and respect very much. Thank you guys for writing in. Yeah. Next episode, we're going to be reading Tyrion twelve. Now, also, I believe John only has one chapter left. Right, John's next so, chapter is John's last. Chapter. Yeah, and then now we're on Tyrion twelve. Yep, I think he has a couple more. Still. Yeah, Tyrion's still got, I, I believe, five left. Yeah, so, so we're good there. Yeah. After Tyrion is a Catelyn chapter, which it's been a while. Yeah. And it, is that her last? I think this is and Catelyn's I think that's Cat's last. Yep. Uh, cool. And so get us your inductees for those chapters, yep. and we will catch you on the next one. Valor Harris. Peace.